Guys, what's happening? Welcome back to the show. And I know you've been heavily anticipating this round, round number two with Charles Hunt. What a story. And if I could reel you back into the place that I left you last, remember Charles was in the hospital, staying with his mother, really focused on being there in her last moments when he decided that he was going to get out to his car get some much needed rest, come back, and that he would be energized to be able to sit by his mom for a little bit longer, only to realize in coming in that he had missed his mother's passing by 15 minutes. It's a tragic point in the story. It is a bit of a turning point. And let's see what that moment in Charles' life taught him, what he learned, and how it was the creating space moment for the rest of his life. Um, and so, you know, in that moment, I'm just, I'm crushed, like just inconsolable. My mom has passed and I wasn't able to be there, uh, with her as I wanted to. Um, so, you know, this is one of those areas where, you know, resilience comes into play. Right. And so it's, what do you tell yourself about what happened? Right. Are you a failure? You know, are you, you know, you didn't get the job done. Um, and focusing on all these negative things. Um, but it was beautiful that I had people around me to pour in positive messages. Um, and one of the ones that stick with me that helped me to understand, a, you know, a bit more of a purpose in this was that, you know, maybe she didn't want you to see it sure. happen that way. Sure. Maybe she didn't want to leave that on you. Maybe as much as you wanted it, that's not what she wanted. Right. And um, maybe that wasn't what God intended for you God. as well. Right. So you have to find some way um, to identify what a purpose, what the purpose is to find that positivity um, in a situation. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that it will make it better right away. Like I struggled with that for for the longest. Um, but you do have to find your way to change your perspective. Um, and to look at things in as positive a light as you can. I agree with you 100%. I am a huge believer in the quote, where your attention goes, the energy grows. So there's two choices in my in my belief system is that you can either cho- choose to focus on the light mm-hmm. or the dark. Absolutely. And it's your conscious decision. It and is. You're building a construct of your own when choosing to make those decisions and your perspective is chosen, right? Absolutely. And you have to take ownership of that, right? Uh, like, um, you know, one of the things I mentioned in my, uh, in my talk was, you know, sometimes you need to tell yourself what to think when mm. your mind starts telling you things that you don't need to yeah, hear. Yeah, you've got to control your mind. Sometimes you have you. to purpose and wrangle your mind, say, right. hey, no, this, this is under arrest. Like, you, you yeah. can't uh-uh. reside here, right? right? That this is not helpful for where I'm trying to go. This isn't helpful for what it is I'm trying to accomplish. I think that's beautiful. I had a guest on the show not too long ago. His name was Nick Sambrato. And what he talked about is everything wants to have life. Everything wants to be fed, even thoughts. Mm-hmm. So if you turn your attention to the negative ones, they're the ones that are going to get fed. You're feeding it life. Absolutely. And if you don't feed the thought, it dies. It dies. It dies. Right. It's as simple as that, isn't it? Right. And it's where you choose to 
you know, to put your attention. It's like, man, I've had all type of negative things that I could focus on. Um, but one of the things that I found for myself is like, I don't like feeling pain. I don't like the feeling of negativity. I don't like being hurt. So my thoughts immediately turn to what do I need to do to get out of this space and to do it in a way that is healthy for me, right? Like not, there are ways that you can uh, escape pain that aren't healthy, right? So I can mask it with drinking. I can mask it with drugs. I can mask it with immediate gratification that ultimately doesn't work towards my ideals or my goals, right? Or I can be strategic about it, right? Or I can take the long game, the long view of something Mm. and try to get out of that space in a way that's going to actually be beneficial to me. And that's the way that I've typically tried to operate. I love that. I I like to, and this is by a rebuilding a construct of my own. So first I had to deconstruct the fact that, hey, when I started to feel fear or feel scared or feel uncomfortable, I would go and work out mm-hmm. or I would go and I'd dig myself into work and I'd get distracted from the fear, from the pain, mm-hmm. from whatever it is that uh, builds up in your mind. And what really created a shift for me was when I, what I said was, no, let me put my phone away. Let me not go work out. Let me sit with this for right. a second and face this. Right. Look at it. Okay, this is what I feel. Now why? Right. Okay, we'll go deeper. Why? Well, where or when? I think far too often folks think that you know this notion of resilience means that you don't feel. Right. Wow, that's powerful. Right? Like to be resilient, uh, be resilient doesn't mean that I don't get that that pain didn't get to me, right? Or that I somehow just immediately brushed it off or I don't allow myself to truly appreciate, right? What yeah. it is that I'm feeling. Like right. I mean, just think about that notion of appreciating pain, appreciating hurt, right? Without hurt, Without pain, without those negative things, you have a far minimized and reduced appreciation for the joyous things, mm. the happy things, the the things that really do you know bring those smiles and happiness to your to your face uh, or to your life. Um, and so, there has to be an opportunity and a narrative that allows for you to feel whatever it is that you feel. Right. And it's not placing judgment on it. It's not placing um, any negative feeling to it. Right. Like it is what it is. You were hurt. It is what it is. You felt, um, you know, pain. Right. The question isn't whether you actually felt it. The question is, what do you do about it? What are you going to do with it? What's your response to it? Right. That's really the big piece. And so, um, you know, I've really learned to embrace the different feelings that I have and try to under, go, like you were saying, go deeper. Like, why do I feel this way? Right. Why did this thing hurt me the way that it did? What was the belief system that I had that this kind of tap danced on? Got right. It. Maybe I need to change that belief system. Yeah. Right. Because those, the beliefs that you have influence the thoughts that you have. The That's thoughts right. that you have are going to influence your feelings. Mm. The way that you feel is going to impact how you act. And ultimately, the results that you're going to get. Absolutely. So maybe there's something in there that I need to short circuit or change. And it's probably going to start with my belief system that's going to now help me to be more resilient. So what would you say for the listeners in the Creating Space tribe who are 
not they're focusing more on the thought than they are on the belief system. How do you shift? What's the process that you use to shift the attention away from the thought that scares you and to get to the root of the issue? Well, you have to back it up, right? You kind of almost have to reverse engineer it. Like, so where you're starting here at, this is my feeling that I'm having, but dig deeper, peel, peel the layers of the onion back. Why are you feeling that way? Mm. Right? Things don't just pop out of nowhere, right? You don't just think something, you know, just randomly, right? It's rooted in something. And so you have to be willing to, you know, kind of do the work. Um, and I always say that like self-awareness is key. Like I was fortunate enough that even at a young age, I had you know, a pretty decent set of, uh, of awareness and, and wisdom about me. Um, that allowed me to think things through a little bit more. Now, you know, certainly as a younger type, it wasn't nearly as sophisticated or advanced. But as I got older, you know, and you get more things added to your toolkit, you're able to appreciate again that, all right, I, I feel this way. What is it that makes me feel this way? It's not random, right? And the more that I can peel those layers back and do the work, Right. That, that, that's it ultimately work. That's ultimately what it is. It's like you have to be willing to do the work to peel those layers back. And it's a painful process. You have to understand that. Right. Um, and some of it you might find that you are the root of. Right. <laughs> and, and, and be OK with, you know, more or less pointing the finger at yourself, but not in an accusatory way, but just in that. OK, now I see that I'm the problem. I can actually make some changes about it, because if you're not aware that there's a problem, it's much more difficult to create a salute, an effective solution for. It. That's right. Awareness is key and knowledge is power. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So as we move along, this is so good. What's what is as you work with people helping them push through these levels that they may be stuck in or these loops that they're that they're continually stuck in? Mm -hmm. What's the biggest breakthrough you've ever seen in your line of work? I would say it's the empowerment that comes, right? Oh. The agency that you get, right? So, you know, one of the things that I, there's several resilience principles uh, that I often talk about. Um, you know, I talked about perspective earlier. I talked about positivity and purpose, but one of the biggest ones is power. Wow. Recognizing that you have power, right? Like, so, I didn't know when I was a young dude and, um, you know, growing up in the projects and everything that I would end up here. Had no clue. Right. But what I did feel even then was that at some point my life will change. I don't know how. But don't, you knew that in your heart. I knew it. Like, you know, I, I knew that life doesn't have to be like this. And if life doesn't have to be like this, that means it can change. Mm. Right. Um, and so, you know, even then having no idea that I would go to college or, you know, how the rest of my, you know, teenage years would play out, um, just having that belief gave me agency, right? Made me feel like, you know what, I can go to school and get educated and find myself a, you know, a good job or build a career or just get to the point where you're comfortable. Like I, to be completely honest, when I, when I was growing up, I didn't want to be a CEO. Like, I didn't even know if that was possible, right? Like, sure. there was nothing around me to, to show me that that was necessarily possible. Sure. Um, I simply wanted to be comfortable. Like, honestly, like, when I, when I was graduating high school, I wanted to do something that allowed me to be comfortable, right? And comfortable for me was I didn't have anybody chasing me. I didn't have anybody who was after <laughs> me, shooting yeah. at me, or I was shooting at them and, you know, risking going to jail. Um, that I knew where my rent 
was coming from, you know, a car note or whatever, that I had bills, or excuse me, I had enough money to cover, you know, the different bills and the way that I wanted to live. I just wanted to be comfortable. Um, And the interesting thing is like late 20s, very early 30s, I remember sitting around, I was still in Oregon at the time, and I was like, hmm, I think I've actually kind of accomplished that already, right? So now it's what what next? Like I almost felt like in that moment, I didn't set my goals high enough. Got it. But at the same time, it felt like just getting the comfortable was a ridiculous goal, right? And I achieved it. And so the next phase was like, all right, so, you know, what do I, what do I do next? How important is it that human beings continually ask the questions to themselves? What's next? Redefining their goals, their vision, their mission, and ultimately looking to elevate themselves on a continual basis. If you feel like you are put on earth for a reason, it's, it's a necessity, right? Mm-hmm. If you feel like there is some purpose that you have, and, and that's ultimately what, uh, what I feel, um, then you, you have to continue that development process. You have to continue that growth process. Um, and so for me, you know, it, it had to play out the way that it did, you know, right. like, um, there are times certainly I wish that I had realized that, Hey, all of this mess that you have in your life, you can make something out of that. You know, sure. It would have been great if I could have had that realization at 25 or, sure. you know, early twenties, maybe. Sure. But at the same time, there were other experiences that I needed to have losing jobs, right? And, and the pain of that, uh, losing relationships, thefts in the family, academic failures, right? So there was, there's a host of different things. Um, and that's how I um, created my clear resilience model, uh, career, life, economic, academic, and relationship resilience. It's, these are all the, the core areas that you're going to exercise resilience in in your life. And that the level of resilience and the tools that you need of resilience for each of those phases might be a little bit different depending on what the circumstances are. That's fantastic. And it's such a great business model because what you're doing is focusing in on how to elevate others. And at the same time, in order to do that, you're elevating yourself. Absolutely. And walking in your own divine passion or purpose is a very strong realization, isn't it? It's crazy, man. Like I I lost a job here in Charlotte. So I moved, I moved to Charlotte because of uh, a corporation moved me out here. Uh, to lead their college recruiting. Um, about two years into it, kind of completely surprising, I got let go. Um, complete shock, complete total shock. Now, um, you know, as it started to wear off after a month or so, I started feeling like I had already been feeling a tug that, hey, I'm supposed to be doing something greater with my life, something different with my life. Um, and I started thinking like, you know what? I think I have a message here. You know, I think that, you know, I can help people um, to overcome the things that they've overcome just as I have. Right. Um, started laying the groundwork for that. And then I got tapped on the shoulder to uh, go to another company uh, here in Charlotte. Um, and, you know, it threw uh, quite a few dollars at me. It's like, all right, fine, I'll go do that. You know, it's kind of like my corporate hustle. That sure. was the way that I, I looked at it. I can do this. Um, I like what I did, but I was never, I didn't wake up thinking, let's go and, you know, recruit some people or, right. you know, it, it didn't move me in that way, but I did like what I, like what I did a lot. Um, 
Well, a couple of months into the new role, uh, the VP who hired me, he got demoted, uh, something I had never seen before, actually. Um, and so he came, basically we became peers and they brought in an outside guy, me and the outside guy didn't have the same, uh, philosophy and alignment. Um, and even maybe even personal, um, connection, so to speak. Sure. And again, out the blue pushed away, uh, under this nebulous term of, I wasn't the right culture fit, uh, which was interesting to me because you have a new guy coming in saying that I'm not a culture fit. Right. Um, and it, you know, it really hurt and it soured me on the whole corporate experience. But what it also did was provide me an opportunity. And I talked about that perspective, right? So here I am feeling like there's a tug and something else that I was supposed to be doing. I start to walk in that, but then I got distracted by, hey, take this job, take this money, go and do this elsewhere. And initially I thought, okay, well, I can still build out my path of you know a speaker or a trainer uh, consultant while I'm doing this corporate thing. But what happened was I got the corporate gig and I put very little attention to this second track that I'm trying to pull up. Sure. And it was almost as if God came and just snatched the job away. Right. Say, okay, you don't want to willingly go on your purpose. Fine. I'll keep closing every corporate door that you try until you actually do this right and you know in my mind i'm like maybe i fail maybe i don't but i'm at least going to give my venture i'm going to give my message and my purpose my full attention and if it doesn't work or whatever which i doubt that it won't but i mean and it's already working so i I can't even say that but if it you know my thought was then if it doesn't work i mean you can always go back and, and get another job but like I said, it was almost as if God himself was just like, look, go do what I told you to do. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Go, go do what I told you to do. And not only are you going to be more personally satisfied and gratified because of the people that you're helping and the, uh, the message that you're going to have, but if you execute it right, it's going to be more lucrative as well. And you're going to have the lifestyle that you want. You're going to be able to impact people at a level much, much greater than you could at recruiting someone. At you're a not supposed level. to understand how it's going to happen, are you? Right. I cannot predict the future. No one has a glass ball. I have no idea. But all you need to do is take the step, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I've seen illustrations where, you know, it's a dark staircase and someone's at the bottom and they're scared. And it's like, look, you don't have to climb the whole staircase. You don't have to see it all Right now, all you need to be able to see is the step in front of you. And if you can see the step in front of you, you can see the next step that's in front of you. And even if you can't see the step, have faith Faith. that you are going to get up the staircase and get to to the destination you're supposed to be at. And as you move into this new endeavor, wherever you are in your life, guys, listen, wherever you are, whatever moment you're in, I'm sure you know in the back of your mind when you listen to Charles speak, I know what it is that I want to do. Or maybe you're just beginning walking in that light. Or maybe you're a few years years into that journey. But what's so cool, Charles, is the fact that in one path, the doors were inevitably closing around you. When you walk in your passion, the doors just start opening. They start opening. And people start coming into your life. Like, And it's not by happenstance. It's not chance. They just fall into your life. And you spoke about alignment earlier. How powerful is alignment? It's... It, it, it makes everything else more gratifying. Mm. 
right? So, you know, when I got off stage um, and we had our lunch break at the TED Talk, and, you know, again, there's a queue of people who were telling me that, hey, you were, you know, fantastic and, you know, and all that stuff is great and I'm humbled by it, but I'm even more humbled by, you know, the woman who comes up and she hugs me, you know, bear hug and tells me that she survived 12 years in sexual abuse. And, you know, my story, my, the way that I told it, the inspiration that she received from me helped renew her strength, right? Like, you, you talk about alignment, like those are the things that, you know, you feel like, you know, I am truly walking in my purpose. There was, I've always been somewhat arrogant enough to believe that there is someone or some ones who I'm supposed to reach. I don't necessarily know who they are. I don't necessarily know what that message is, but there's someone or someone who is going to hear my message or something, some teaching that I have, some, and they're going to get some nugget from me that is going to help change their life. That's going to propel them to their purpose, right? And from an alignment standpoint, I can't, I can't ask for anything better. One of my uh, pastors uh, back in uh, Portland, Oregon, Pastor James Martin, um, he preached a sermon one time and he said that one of the worst things that you can do is to die with unused potential. Wow. And that's always stuck with me. He made the illustration that like the graveyard is full of people who died who didn't do what they were supposed to do. And if they didn't do what they were supposed to do, that means that someone didn't get what they were supposed to get. And I just didn't want to be one of those people. You know, I wanted to, as much as possible, as much as I can control, and as, you know, sometimes, you know, lazy or slothful as I can be, I don't want to be one of those guys who has a boatload of potential and has a message or has something that's going to help somebody, but I didn't do it because of, because of me. So talk to me a little bit about some habits, maybe two or three habits that you have and have put into your life that get you from one level up to the elevated level of Charles. Um, Well, we talked about one of the things uh, a minute ago around having faith and getting going, even when you don't necessarily know how the whole thing is going to play out, right? Like, so, you know, when I started on the path to trying to be a TED speaker, like, I didn't know if it was going to turn into something. Hey, sure. I've never done a TED Talk before. Um, I just had the bright idea like, oh, I think it would be pretty cool to do a TED Talk. So I went and did research and I applied, right? That one act of, you know, I don't know what the process is. I don't know if they're going to accept me. I don't know how many people that they're looking for, how many people are applying, or if they're professional TED speakers or sure. whatever the case may be. I don't know any of that. All I know is that, it's been placed on my heart. Hey, let's try to do a TED. Okay. So I apply. That one little act is a part of that, you know, having faith. And even if you don't see the full outcome, you don't see the full journey yet, just take the first step, right? If I sit back and I wait until I get all this information on, all right, well, what are the processes to become a TED speaker and what's more successful? Sure. And do the, wait until I feel comfortable in doing it. Things will never get never done. Never going to happen. It'll, it'll never get done. So you know, it's you know, kind of having that faith, that faith. Excuse me, um, and taking action. Like 
not being stagnant, right? If I had to give any one specific nugget, I guess that would be it. It's like, you, you got to take action. Sure. You got, you got to do something. Like you have that thing that's tugging at you. You have that feeling that there's a purpose. You feel like there's some greater thing that you're supposed to be doing. Take action. That's do so something. good. That's so good. A couple of weeks ago, I was faced with this decision, Charles. I was on this excellent hike with Lululemon, and it was all about facing your fears. And I don't like heights, Charles. Mm. I don't like heights. Me neither. And I had to hang glide. And they weren't going to let me not hang glide. Mm -hmm. Charles, man, I was a wreck for 15 minutes flying over Chattanooga, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. I hated every minute of it. Felt like eternal turbulence in in an airplane. I couldn't let go of the fear. But when I got onto the ground and I realized that I had just faced my fear, Mm -hmm. I had pushed beyond every edge, every boundary that I ever had placed around myself. I was so filled with love, self-love, confidence. Right. I pushed myself to a new bound, to a new new level. Absolutely. I completely agree. Um, And so action, it breeds confidence. And confidence breeds self-love. And it's a muscle. That you can build. Absolutely. And you build on it, right? It's not just that you build it, you build on it, right? Because now I have confidence that I can overcome something else. Like when I started my talk about, you know, that you are unbreakable, that you can overcome anything, that's because I've been through all of these different things and not one of them killed me. I'm still here to be able to talk about it. I'm still here, still trying to progress and and move forward. So as a result, I have all of this experience in adversity and none of it has broken me. So if that stuff didn't break me, losing my dad, losing my mom, um, being in situations where you almost lost your life, uh, the crushing heartbreaks, um, setbacks in life, losing your job, like with no warning whatsoever. If none of those things have broken me, why should I feel like something else is going to break me? Mm. Right. So that skill, you know, certainly I, I, I grew it, but it also, I build upon it. Right. I, I built it from, from past experience, but I also continue to build upon it going forward. Wow. The foundation that you have is solid but it wasn't always solid and you had to do the work on yourself to rebuild that foundation, make the, the structure strong enough to where now you can support other people and help them follow in the path. Tell me this, Charles, for the Creating Space tribe that's listening in and so uh, contently engaged in your content, what do you hope they take from this podcast, this message that you have? Um, I hope that they either see themselves in me, that what they're going through, if Charles can overcome it, then why can't I overcome my stuff? Um, Or um, that they can see and say that, well, maybe the stuff that I'm going through isn't really that bad. And if I reorient my perspective and the way that I look at things, um, I realize that it's really not that bad. Or like I said, if it is that bad, all right, he got through all the stuff that he went through. Um, Certainly, you know, I can get through mine, even though it might be different. 
right? Even though it might be more severe, right? If he can get through, so can I. You know what, Charles? I want to say I'm so grateful that there are people like yourself, warriors of light is what I like to call them, out here in this world looking to push people who are snowballs metaphorically up the hill to the top of the hill and then allow them to push themselves down the other side of it and gain real positive momentum. You can make people literally elevate themselves and we need more human beings like you. So I wanted to say first, I'm grateful for what you're doing. I am honored to be invited into your house to share your story to the Creating Space Tribe and beyond. And I hope if at any point I could be of service to help continue to push what you're doing. Man, Charles, I, I appreciate the time spent with you. My pleasure. I look sir. forward to continue to work with you in the future, my man. Absolutely, boss. Appreciate you. Charles Hunt and the Audacity Firm, you've got to get in touch with this guy. Spending an hour with him literally made me, forced me to take a look at several of the issues that I have, constructs, belief structures, things that do not serve me. He had me examine my own mindset, and I love to be around any influencer who can do that and can make me readjust the way I feel about myself, and I will almost bet that he has done the same thing to you. Reach out to him. Connect with him. He's worth every penny, I'm sure. For the rest of you guys in the Creating Space tribe, connect with us. Continue to connect with us on Instagram on Snapchat, on Twitter. Make sure that you're letting us know what you think about these episodes and who you think would be a great guest for us to get on the show. Also, the Creating Space snapbacks have just arrived and you can see my excitement. It's gushing all over my face in all of my Instagram posts. I hope you're excited for them to be released and I hope you're going to get one of your own. It would be so incredible to see you guys being a part of the Creating Space Tribe, pushing the message, being a warrior of light, and impacting people in your environments and in your tribe. I love every single one of you guys. Make sure you continue to pursue the best version of yourselves, and we'll see you next week for Mindset Monday.